Welcome to Be The Light with Coach Zakia Robinson. In this show, I'm speaking with Prophetess Chantel Perry, and she's talking about her journey to salvation and how she drew closer to God through her trials and tribulations. So let's tune in to the show because this is a show you don't want to miss. everybody to be the light. I'm so excited about today. Today I have Prophetess Chantel Perry. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Awesome. Today um, is like one of my favorite things is to honestly talk about people's journey to salvation because it's like we all have our trials. We all have different things that we go through in life, but it's about how we maneuver through that. And one of the scriptures that I wanted to talk about was James 1, 2 through 3, and it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And I wanted to mention that because a lot of times when we're going through different trials, we feel like, okay, I can't be joyful. I can't be happy in this moment. I feel like I need to be sad and, and stressed. And then you begin to have anxieties and different things that come forth. But it's like God says to count it all joy. We are to have joyful moments in the midst of us feeling, you know, like we're being prosecuted, you yes. know, for what we're doing. Even in Matthew 5 through 10 also mentions that when you're going through these different things that you are looking like Christ. We're looking like how Jesus felt and how he went through. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going through anything, you need to kind of question like, why am I That's not going right. through anything? What is it that I'm not doing? Because there's going to be people who's going to turn their backs on you. Mm -hmm. There's going to be different people that's going to talk about you. There's going to be different people who's going to be evil and speak falsely, you know, false things about you and begin to gossip. So what is it that you had to go through, you know, coming into faith. And I know you are a person who was, you know, started out young, so you didn't have to wait like many of us, like I had waited. So I was like 27 to, you know, take that walk of faith. But what did it look like for you? Well, what it looked like for me um, coming into uh, salvation, coming to know Christ uh, at an early age, um, I got saved when I was the age of nine and got baptized wow. in the Baptist church. Um I did not grow up in church. Mm. Um, that was uh, very unique because you a lot. Oftentimes, you hear a lot of people who have may have grown up in church, but that was not my story. Um, I'm from Pensacola, Florida, a, little, a town called Inglewood. Um, it was during a time where uh, my mother and my father both were incarcerated, and my grandmother took care of my brother and I while my mother, my my father was in in prison and um, there was a church around the corner from my house, uh, Inglewood Baptist Church. Um, it's still there to this day. It's not in the same spot, but it just moved up up the road. But they would do vacation Bible school and um, different things in the community. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that when I go there, I always wanted to participate in vacation Bible school, um, different things with the church. And so mm -hmm. I took it upon myself at that age and went to started attending vacation. Bible school um, and I pulled on the pastor's <laughs> coattail one day and and told him that I wanted to be baptized wow. at I nine. wanted to be, at, wow. at the age of wow. at the age of nine wow. going awesome. there I was able to see um, a lot of things and uh, witness um, the spirit of God mm -hmm. and 
I always knew there was was I was always told there was something unique about me and I did not know what that what that was. Right. I didn't know what it was. And I knew as a young girl I just started um having dreams and visions at a at an early age and you know a lot of older people would try to silence me because I would speak what I saw. Mm -hmm. And so for a long time, my voice was silent. I could not uh, speak the things that I, that were, I was seeing. And so my journey to salvation was just that. I started talking to a God that I didn't even know really existed. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Difficult time in my life. I was the oldest as me and my brother. I'm four years older than he is. And, and, you know, I made vows and promises to him, even at the age that I was with our parents being incarcerated. But I wanted to know this God. I've, I've always heard of this God and I wanted to know this God. I talked to a God not knowing how to pray. Right. So you had mentioned about both of your parents being incarcerated. And so, you know, who did you exactly get a chance to look up to when, you know, while they were incarcerated? Did you have like an aunt or somebody like that to exactly. look up to? Exactly. Uh, you know, my grandmother always talked about the Lord, mm -hmm. um, but I had an aunt in particularly um, that as I grew up, she always took me to church with her. Mm -hmm. She always took me to church with her. And and that is when I really got introduced uh, to Christ and seeing how the spirit of God moved and introduced to prophecy and um it was just it was just amazing. And I was so drawn uh, to the move of God and to how God moved in the lives of people at my even at my age that I was in at. And so um, it was just it was just amazing for me. Right. And, you know, the thing is, is like I was literally just teaching some students today and I was asking them, like, who is it that they can look up to if their parents isn't there? Or, you know, like maybe you have questions that you want to, you know, have felt, you know, sometimes you don't feel comfortable asking parents, right. like, who is it that you look up to? And unfortunately, some people, they don't even have exactly. that. Like, it was kind of sad to see a lot of students say they don't have anybody because that's like how a lot of things take place, like suicide and different trauma things that happen to kids because they don't have that outlet. Right. Um, so with you having your aunt, you know, that's a blessing. For me, I had my mom, you know, that was there awesome. in the, um, you know, in my earlier years. And then as we got a little bit, I got a little bit older, there's some things that like transpired between that that kind of broke that relationship. So I kind of felt like I was on my own um, So you had your aunt She was there You had your brother He was there And then you had your parents What was the relationship That you held with your parents With them being incarcerated Did you get a chance to see them Did you oh, get yeah. a chance to talk to them Oh yeah um, My mom was the type of person That she had that control mm -hmm. Even from prison Wow If bedtime was 8.30 She would call We better make sure Me and my brother Was in bed at 830. Right. You know, she had that kind of that control and that kind of fear in us that you expected that you would think she was going to walk in the door any moment. <laughs> she, she made sure. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she still was she still parent us. Right. Um, from pr prison. My grandmother was um, just awesome. You know what I mean? I grew up with her. And so I, I, I refer to a lot of things that she instilled in me. She mm -hmm. was one did not let me get out and do a lot of what the other kids did. And so I'm I'm grateful for that. My dad, I was always a daddy's girl, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what. Um, at that, I'm 47 now, but my dad was in and out of prison for 28 and a half years in wow. and out, you know, up until his life was taken back wow. in 2000, um, 
six, but I was always a daddy's girl. I always had a relationship with my parents mm -hmm. and um, still have a relationship with my mom even now, you know. Right. So let's talk about the transition. OK, so we went from, you know, parents not really being there, kind of mm -hmm. in and out. And then you had your aunt. And now let's talk about like your you know, you were married, um, previously married. And then you're married now to a great, great man of God. A lot of women right now and the men, they're facing divorce right now. And I'm also a person who faced it. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you? Like, how were you able to start your life over, you know, knowing that, you know, being a woman of God, trying to move forward? How was that for you? After the divorce? Yes. Um, after the divorce, I married at the age of 19. Um, he was 18 um, when we both met. I married and while I was in my backslidden state. Mm -hmm. um, it was the transition through the marriage. I didn't have a bad marriage, but I knew that I should not have been married to him. Right. You know what I mean? I've and done it too now. You're, yeah. not, you're not by yourself. <laughs> you know, I knew that I should not have been married to him. And we, we, we had two children together. When I met him, I came into the marriage with two children, which were twins. They oh, are right. twins. And so we met um, right when they were a year old. And so he helped raise my kids. Um, he had a really great loving family. Um, but as I grew in Christ... You know, it's hard to stay in a, a marriage and a relationship when you're growing and the person stays the same. Yes. You know, one thing that I learned that when God wants you to grow, he will make you uncomfortable. And so during that marriage, um, I knew that I was I was growing. I was pursuing God like I never pursued mm -hmm. God before. You know, I wanted my marriage to work. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the thing is, with that particular marriage, we we married twice and divorced twice. Wow. You know what so I mean? you tried it again. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did because, you know, it was something that God allowed me to go back into the second time because I did not handle it r right the first time. Wow. You know what I mean? I divorced him both times while he was while he was in the home. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, when your kids get to a certain age and say, y'all don't have to stay in it for us. You know, y'all just roommate and. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, you're trying to raise your children in a two parent home and, you know, show them that, you know, especially in my culture, in the African-American culture, that it is possible. You know what I mean? But they didn't really see um, love. They didn't really, you know, us loving towards each other. We was cordial, respectful. Right. They, you know, we laughed, but we didn't have that 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 closeness, that intimacy uh, to show children that how important it is for parents to love on each other. And so, um, even though the marriage wasn't bad, it just not was not a a healthy one, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. And so, um, when the Lord released me from it the second time, um, I left, and the, the disconnect was there. And it wasn't a, a bad breakup It wasn't a bad uh, divorce Neither times wow. um, Him and I are You know Get along really well Our children are grown You know And so um, it, it, it was it was good So I, I also dealt with that You know Where you You marry someone At a young age Because I was young myself When I first got married And it was one of them things Where I didn't know me I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I disliked. I just knew that I was in this relationship with this person, got pregnant, 
kind of quick and it was one of the things where I didn't want to be another statistic right. of uh, a broken family right. um, you know your exactly. kids having step parents and all of that so I tried to make it work but then I realized like I started having dreams and visions mm. and God began to show me different things and I didn't understand at that time because I didn't have that relationship with God yet so yeah. I wasn't sure well, I'm just thinking I'm dreaming right. not knowing that God was speaking to me through my dreams right. and so um, you know things you know, like, like you said transpired to where God gave me a way out and it was one of the things where I tried multiple times yeah. but it's in that transition it's like I had to fall flat on my face I fell flat mm-hmm. didn't yeah. have no one no family no one around me to help me but it's like I had to go through that in order to get where I'm at now. Absolutely. Um, and then I end up marrying, you know, remarrying um, a couple of years after that. And it's like because of who I married, it drew me closer to God because mm-hmm. of the relationship that my husband had had already established with God. So mm-hmm. he was praying for me. He was fasting for me. And I was just like, what is going on here? Right. Like, <laughs> and I'm still right. my own same self trying to get closer to God, yeah. still saying yeah. things that I shouldn't say, doing things that I shouldn't do. And so... What I'm trying to tell you all out there, those who is going through a, a transition of, you know, God's trying to shift you, especially those who are thinking contemplating divorce or anything like that. And I'm not telling you to leave. I'm not telling you to stay because that's a, something that you have to have a conversation with God about. Right. But what I'm saying is that if God is leading you to um, start over because of circumstances, I want we want to encourage you he because yes, we want to encourage you and just let you know don't be discouraged at the situation. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to heal, mm-hmm. go through a healing phase because that's one mistake that some people go through is they remarry and they don't seek counsel. Or they remarry mm-hmm. and they don't connect with God. They automatically connect with another person Absolutely. and create a soul tie. Absolutely. And it's like they're not, not healing. Yeah, because the thing is with that, uh Pastor Zakia is um you know, you may not be responsible for your brokenness, but you are responsible mm. for your healing. Yes. And after my divorce, after 22 years, um, I it, it was it was it was amazing. And let me tell you, um, when we went through the divorce back in 2014, um, I was like I said, everything was good. I was fine. But it wasn't until. My children got to that age that year, uh, a couple uh, a couple of years after that, and they started to move out. They was getting that age. They were right. seeking apartments and everything. And I was like, oh, they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, um, they good. They're going to stay with, you know, stay with me. But they was like, no, mom, we're really moving out. And once my children started uh, moving out, I realized that's when everything hit me. Mm. You, you know, had to go through isolation phase, the grieving yeah. That from the relationship or from the marriage being at a demise, because even though it was not a bad divorce, mm-hmm. when I when my children started moving out, the grief that I was experiencing was the fact that the matter is, is that I, I didn't have that companionship. And now my children are leaving. And so I went through the grief. Now, here you're talking to someone. My degree is in criminal justice and psychology. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, whether you experience a physical death or a death to a relationship, the grief is the same. The grief is the same. And you have to allow yourself to grieve. And and that's what I did. That's what I did. And the Lord began to take me through a process. And so after my divorce and the children moved out, um, I didn't date for two years, for two whole years. And when I tell you those two years was the best years of my life because there was a rediscovery 
um, of myself. I found out things about myself that I did not know. Mind you, I married at 19. The relationship that I had with my my twins father prior to that, you know, those relationship before that, that's puppy love. Come on. You really <laughs> didn't know, you know, about relationships and all right. of that, you know. And so when I married, like I said, you know, I was in Christ, but I was at a backslidden state. I was broken for one. Mm-hmm. And we think that when we get in relationship, that's going to heal us. That's going to repair us. Oh, it's to the not. contrary. You owe it to yourself uh, to go through your healing process. My journey to wholeness started way back then. And I'm still in my journey to wholeness because why I desire to be better today than I was yesterday. I cannot love anyone until I'm able to really, truly love myself. But it took me to get go through a process of learning, getting a revelation of God's love yes and that was the huge one for me mm-hmm. because you know how we say I know God loves me you know I love my, I know my mom loves me but when I was saying that I it was something to say but I really did not have an understanding or a revelation of that mm-hmm. because me and my mom was not always on the same page you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. I went through I a lot of emotional and mental with her that bled over into other relationships. Mm-hmm. And it was just two years ago, um, January uh, 2021, actually last year, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, the relationship uh, with your mother and your father sets the tone for every other relationship that you will ever have in your life. And when I thought about it and I began to look back on it, it is. So think about it. Those are the first two people that you come into contact with as you be, as you grow, mm-hmm. uh, have a relationship with your mother and your father. And so I understood when he said that, you know, the relationship with your mother and your father sets the tone for every other relationship uh, that you will ever have. And when I as in my adult life, as I began to look back over at that time, you know, um, I didn't have. I had good relationship, but they wasn't the best. You know, they could have been better because it was you. You know, you're broken. And you hear we hear the saying, uh, "Hurt people, hurt people." Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it true. is true. It's but true. heal people also heal people. You know. Mm-hmm. And so when I started that journey to wholeness, as the Lord took me through that process, I want I focus on me. I began to accept the fact that I am a priority. Mm-hmm. I am that. I told my children, "Okay, this is it. You know, y'all moving out. Sorry." y'all moving out and you know y'all have your own life but i had to i had to focus on me and not apologize for it right you have to heal and that's the key is is healing sometimes we just jump into things so quickly because we're trying to replace that Mm. void with something else someone else's void may be alcohol or it may be smoking or it may be hanging out with in different crowds where we shouldn't be hanging out at because that's what I did you know I didn't go straight to counseling and inner healing and all of that stuff because I didn't know better I didn't know who, who I knew God but I didn't really care to have that relationship yet it was one of those things where i went to church went home went to church went home you know like a daily routine going through the motions motions, not feeling anything not feeling the presence of god not none of that it's just i felt lost i was going through a season of where i was just like this is different like this Mm -hmm. is not the lifestyle that i had for myself right and it's not what you imagine yourself to be right yeah so let's move up a little bit so then you remarried okay you remarried and now you know y'all doing ministry together let's talk about the ministry that y'all have together um 
the ministry that uh, my husband and I have, I'm, a, I'm married to an amazing man. Um, I tell women all the time that I did not know what I really wanted mm -hmm. until God gave me what I really needed. So you think about that. You know, us as women, when we are in that broken place, when we are trying to fill voids, uh, when we're trying to uh, replace and looking for love in all the wrong places. Right. Yes. When I say that statement that I really did not know what I really wanted until God gave me what I really needed is that, you know, sometimes, you know, we're coming up when, you know, we in school and with mm -hmm. our peers and everything. And, you know, I, you know, I want a man that's this, 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 this. He looked like this, this, this and all those things. But I really did not know what I really wanted until God gave me what I really needed because what I really needed and God provided is what I always really wanted. But I could not articulate that in from a broken place. Right. Right. And so um, the husband that I have now, we've been together for uh, going on four years and going on three years of marriage. And um, it's amazing. The ministry that uh, him and I have um, is marriage ministry. Um, we we minister to young couples, new couples, couples who who've been married in it for years, mm -hmm. you know, and that is one of the mandates that God had given us that we were we were we were our marriage will restore integrity uh, mm -hmm. in back in the Christian life. You know, we will he will use our marriage as an example. And as we all know, no marriage is perfect. But I, when I tell you the love that my husband gives to me, he allows me to be my best self. He allows me to be vulnerable. And, you, you know, as women, mm -hmm. we need a safe place yes, yes. to be able to be vulnerable, he, uh, to let me just be myself and, you know, all my faults and my flaws. And that was very important to me. And so without no one throwing it back up and everything in your mm -hmm. face that. Oh, my goodness. Say that one again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you I was. to tell that vulnerable thing and then they throw it in your listen, face. Like, you know, <laughs> and so I was just like, wow, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I tell you, and so the ministry that we have is absolutely amazing. And because we are the ministry, one thing that I learned um, now being married to my e eternal mate is that something that the Lord spoke to me last year and he began to tell me, you don't have, you do not have to sacrifice, sacrifice marriage for ministry mm -hmm. and you don't have to sacrifice ministry for marriage. Mm -hmm. The key is learning balance and that's the place that my husband and I uh, we, we, we we come together we, we, we meet together we talk um, and just have discussion and I can talk to him about anything without being judged how I feel you know whatever it is because I'm a woman you women right. you know how we can be right so are y'all marriage coaches as, as well or y'all just do like counseling we, 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 we do it all without okay. the labels right you don't need it Without the labels, yeah. it's just one of those things that we understanding coming even more into our assignment, mm -hmm. what it is that the Lord is leading us to do. And my husband and I, uh, you know, we, we live and love God out loud. We express that by the way the love of God is to us, the way mm -hmm. God loves us. Mm -hmm. We express that outwardly, however that is, because he's given us a ministry that is unconventional and unorthodox, which is unconventional is unusual. Unorthodox is contrary to popular belief that I, 
our blueprint, our mold does not have to look like anybody else's. It doesn't. You know what I mean? And so I'm very grateful for that. I I choose to be different. I'm okay with not fitting in. I'm okay with not being everybody's cup of tea. It just reminds me of the word of God. David wasn't like everybody else. Absolutely. You know, there is a, a lot of other people that got, you know, that was brought forth in the word and it's like those that were very special to God those that were called and chosen they were set aside Um, and sometimes we have to be okay with being set aside we have to be a lot of people's not okay with being set aside they want to be in the crowd they want certain people around them but you have to realize that when you have the wrong crowd around you it can hinder the giftings that God have for you because you're you're being around toxic you're being around things that can cause you to sway you know away from God's plan away from what he has for you and so if someone wanted to get in contact with you you know regarding maybe they're going through some marital things and they want to get in contact with you and your husband is there a way for them to get in contact with you Yes, I'm only um I'm on Facebook under Chantel Perry. Uh, my husband is Clifton Perry. Um, we are. I'm also on Instagram under Chantel Perry, and so you can find me on both of those uh, social media sites, Facebook and um, Instagram. Um, you can also reach me by email, which is Lifeline Ministries seventy five at gmail dot com. Can you and- briefly tell us also about your women's group? Oh man, my women's group. Yes. So I decided to wear my shirt today, <laughs> which is Crown Her Ministries. Listen, anybody out there that knows me knows that I eat and breed women empowerment. Um, it's something that God has put in me. It's in my DNA. I'm one that does not have biological sisters, mm-hmm. um, but God made up the difference over the years. He's connected me to some amazing women across the globe. And um, Crown Her Ministries, uh, started years ago, but she just received her name <laughs> July of last year. That's good. And so she was like birthed out really in the world. And her name is Crown Her Ministries. And what Crown Her Ministry is, is just that um, I choose to crown every woman queen, no matter your background, ethnicity, no matter uh, your status quo, no matter your title, your position, uh, your family background. It doesn't matter your degree, your pedigree. I believe that every woman should be crowned as a queen because that's what you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I teach women how to be their authentic self, to be comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. I teach women how to deal with their own truth, to thine own self be true, you know, to accept your flaws and your your hangups because that's part of your makeup. Amen. But you strive to do better, to be better. Amen. You don't have to be like anybody else because you are a designer original. And I like to tell people when God made me, he broke the mold when he made me. Mm. Cause there's only one me. Yes. And so I strive to be the best me that I can be from day to day. Every day I'm practicing, uh, putting forth on working towards something, self-development, yes. uh, self-preservation, self-improvement, anything to better myself. I'm always researching, um, connecting with other women, gleaning from other women that may know more than me. Listen, I believe that when you're teachable, you are usable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And so I, I, I just, I'm excited about where uh, Crown Her Ministries will go next year because we are a movement, amen, and God has connected me to some amazing women. Um, we come together, we do, we, we pray, uh, we fellowship. We just had a fellowship on Friday. Uh, we went to like a Dave and Buster type thing and we just had fun. Um, we, we spoke into each other's life. Um, we encouraged one another. We celebrated one another because that's what Crown Her Ministry is all about, celebrating. Celebrating uh, other women um, across the globe, and so I'm looking forward. That's good because the crazy thing is, it's like I, I met um, I met you when we were doing a it was a women's ministry yep. thing. What we both it? were speaking. Daughters of the Daughters, Daughters of the King. King. Yes, it was called Daughters of the King, and we yeah. both were speaking. I was like, man, that, that lady can speak. Like she has so much passion <laughs> driven behind that. And the crazy thing is, was we both have a passion for women yeah. because of my background, and different things that I went right. through. Is one of the things where I always wanted to empower. Starting, I wanted to start with the young ones you know yes. like middle and high school because it's like if we can start there it's going to help them to avoid a lot of the things that Absolutely. maybe we can possibly stop you know Absolutely. of course we all have free will to do what we like but when we have the ability to pour into someone else you know outside of you maybe you're going through something guess what the best way is to pour into someone else yes. you know and allow God to heal you while you're helping someone else right and so um again she has crown you ministries crown her crown her ministries yes. let me correct <laughs> Um, but um, also, is that also on your p Facebook page as well, or is that a separate website or anything? Crown her is, is that's on my um, that's on a separate page, but it's in Facebook. Okay, she has her own page. Okay, so if y'all want to look that up, make sure you look it up because we would definitely want you to get connected as much as possible. Yes. We want to we want women to be empowered. Okay, yes. not just women, but men. We need y'all to get connected as well. Y'all need to form men groups because within that we're able to help build one another. Yeah, this is not a one man thing. God right. created unity. He created right. a union. So let's union together. Right, and, and, and my husband. Husband is very active in Crown Her Ministries, Yay, and I love nice. and I yes. love that. You know, from a male perspective, um, he meant he can minister to uh, the women as well. So I'm great. I'm grateful for that. That he's um, behind the scenes, but he's mm -hmm. definitely included in right. Crown Her Ministries, even though it's for women. All right. So that would conclude this show. We hope that you'll be yes. on the next one because guess what? I will be having her back, and we're going to be talking about empowering women and. Like, what does God say in the Bible about us women? We are some special people that he's created. And so please stay tuned for the next show. We are going to go ahead and say blessings on your day. Blessings, everyone. Thank you all for listening.